0: about leveraging gardening as a benefit to individuals, teams, and within corporate wellness initiatives. Doug Platts, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. Excited to have the conversation.
0: Yeah, it is a pleasure to be with you today. You're joining us from Dallas, Texas. I'm south of Salt Lake City in Utah. Today we're going to be talking about something that's connected to a, a topic near and dear to my heart. We discuss it all the time on the podcast. That is corporate wellness, individual team wellness. Um, but we're going to take a slightly different angle today, and that is uh, really where you and your business come in. We're going to be talking about leveraging gardening as a benefit towards wellness, to promote wellness within individuals, teams, and organizations. Uh, And I just find that super fascinating. So I'm excited to explore all that with you. As we get started, I wanted to share Doug's bio with everybody. Today, as the COO of Retail and Technology Startup Gardenuity. Doug Platt drives business growth and defines scalable operations to support a growing customer base and product range. He helps lead growth and partnerships with companies across the U.S., bringing the mental, physical, and social wellness benefits of gardening to employees and key clients throughout through workshops and garden-inspired gifts. I just think that's so fascinating. Uh, frankly, it's not something I've really thought about before, uh, how to leverage gardening Uh, for these various aspects of wellness, as was mentioned in your bio, the mental, the physical, and the social. Uh, So it's a pleasure to have you. Anything else you would like to share with listeners by way of your background or personal context before we dive on in?
1: Yeah, I I love product companies. I love kind of getting in and kind of helping build scale growth. Um, I grew up in the highlands of Scotland and have always had an affinity with gardening. Um, And this was a company when I met them and met the two co-founders, Donald Latina and Julie Eggers, it, it was just a, uh, a light bulb moment of okay. Instead of instead of thinking about how we bring this to market just as an e commerce brand, this is there's a benefit here that we can bring to companies that um, is not just unique in the marketplace, but actually is impactful in those three areas of mental, physical, and social well being. And so it was just it was one of those situations where I had to join the company and had to kind of be part of bringing this to companies across the US
0: yeah i love it and for anyone who's watching the video feed um, you just it, just your background yeah, tune is, into
1: YouTube. yeah <laughs> it, it,
0: it's inspiring to me as i just i see your your background with the, the bags of plants and, and various gardening um items and such and like you said from an e-commerce standpoint you have the the gardening gifts i i, mm-hmm. I think that makes a lot of sense Um, you know, that's, it's one of those unique things as a perk you could send to people or, you know, people I've heard of organizations, you know, people sending, uh, door dashing, uh, for during a remote team meeting. So people get Mm -hmm. food and such doing, you know, swag or, or, or gardening from the e-commerce side makes total sense. But what I love is that you've extended that to really talk about more holistically, the benefits of gardening. Now, I must also say from the outset. Um, as I think about myself and my background, my upbringing, I don't have tons of like fond memories of like working with my hands in the yard. I remember Saturday morning chores, going out, weeding, doing all that kind of stuff. It wasn't something I loved, um, something we just kind of did so that we could get on with our day. And now as an adult, you know, with my own yard, I, I, tend to be more of a minimalist when it comes to outside yard work. Um, And so I I find this extra intriguing because on the one hand, I'm like, do I really want to go work in my yard? On the other hand, when I get out and work with my hands in the earth, you know, there's just, there's just something, a satisfaction that comes from that, that I can't deny. Um, Maybe you can, you can speak to that before we really even dive on in further.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of, a lot of the people that we work with grew up in what maybe more of a Uh, in the country in a more uh, you know remote area where they did garden or they had parents or grandparents that farm they now live in cities where they have limited outdoor space and it brings back a little bit of reminiscing to that time that they spent with those individuals but also we ship everything as kits Um, we want you to engage in the act of gardening there's companies out there that send plants that you just put on your desk or um, put it outside on your balcony um, and you you can enjoy them but We believe that there are so many benefits that come from the act of gardening, as well as enjoying the fruits of your labor, whether that's an outdoor herb, veggie garden, a desktop garden. And so we do want people to engage uh, in digging in the dirt. We talk a lot about getting dirty here. Um, It's not just for kids. And I think you kind of forget that as you get older, that there are a lot of benefits that come from digging your dirt. We don't include gloves um, for that particular reason as well. And the benefits uh, have been... Um, documented for, for years about the impact that gardening has on your well-being, and, uh, and even back in 2019, so pre-pandemic, um, and I think that's worth noting, you know, we did not strategically move into this way um, as, a, as part of a pandemic, but we were there um, ju- ahead of the pandemic, ahead of um, the, the urgency to kind of bring teams together remotely through virtual workshops, but we saw that this was, um, and you mentioned earlier, perk we see this as a benefit versus a perk for me beer in the fridge is a perk Um, a benefit is something that actually meaningfully impacts me mentally physically socially um, so that I become a better person on the other side of that
0: yeah well thank you for that distinction and and when I meant uh, when I said perk I actually meant just like the item so like if you send if you send someone like a a a potted plant that they put on their desk or you send it to them at home um, to help them feel connected uh, with the rest of the team, you know, I, I, see that, you know, as kind of the standalone kind of perk, but yeah. what you're talking about is again, much more holistic, right? We're yeah. talking about something and
1: activity based, and I think activity activity-based
0: and activity-based ho- holistic, something that you can integrate into kind of your daily routine, your daily habits. Right. And I, and I do see that as something uh, far more um, substantial than, you know, some kind of one-off little perk yeah. and so i appreciate that distinction because i think that is really key and i think for when i think about myself and i think about like what are those things that i do that really have an impact on my well-being it's those things that i do consistently over time uh so for me for example long-time listeners of the podcast will have heard me talk about walking my dogs i am like devoted and religious about walking my dogs at least twice a day taking them to the park Uh, Getting that time with the mountain nature, that's something that I'm just super consistent with. Now, everyone's different, though. So like some people don't even have pets, right? Or they don't want pets. That's fine. For me, walking my dogs is a big thing. Um, For other people, though, something like this, that you can wake up, you can start your day, you can spend, it doesn't take tons of time, but you just spend a little bit of time working with your hands in the earth uh, and, and that just becomes a consistent part of your day. And then you start to see the fruits of your labors, uh, and the benefits that come, the satisfaction, the, the benefits that come from that. I mean, there's just so many things. If you just yeah, get and, consistent we, with and it, we,
1: we strategically integrate, uh, mindful moments into our garden. So a good example is the best way to get a good night's sleep starts in the morning by going outside, getting some vitamin D whether that's walking your dog or going outside and tending to your garden. Give it, best time to water your garden is in the morning. Best time to harvest is in the morning as well. Even if you're going to be using the herbs or the peppers or tomatoes or whatever you're growing at the end of the day, the best time is actually to harvest in the morning. So getting outside, getting that vitamin D, getting your cup of tea, your cup of coffee and enjoying that. And then with our desktop gardens, we include... Um, little habits. So we have like a little mister that you missed it in the morning uh, before you boot up the computer and you take a moment to think of a few things that you're grateful for. We talk a lot about growing gratitude here. And so it is integrating those easily accessible mindful moments into your workday will cumulatively have an impact on how you approach both the day, but also work in its entirety as well.
0: yeah yeah, I, I love that. I think that's fantastic. So we've already really talked about gardening as a benefit and why gardenuity uh, and gardening experience can have such a big impact in individual wellness. I, I think that is huge. Uh, I'd love to pick your brain a little bit more about really how you see the role of HR shifting um, yeah. you know the 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 benefits landscape, for example. this this is one that, you know, I frankly hadn't really thought about until we were preparing for this this podcast interview. Um, I think it's ingenious. And, yeah, and, there, and are, there are other benefits coming about. So what do you see in terms of that landscape, you know, post pandemic, uh, yeah, as we're I, trying to connect?
1: Absolutely. And I think, you know, every day, there's more and more research or uh, articles that come out that talk about how at the forefront of executives' focus is the mental, physical, and social well-being of their employees. Deloitte published just last week a great report about the importance um, and ha- of mental well-being and how it is at the forefront of uh, uh, the C-suite. But there is a disconnect between how much the C-suite believe they are supporting an employee's mental well-being versus how much they actually are. And I think there is that risk of, um, hey, we have these beautiful benefits that are listed on our website or listed on any job application. But if people aren't using them, if people aren't engaging them, and if they're not also creating connective tissue between your employees, then no, there's no benefit there. Uh, it's just a, it's a list of you know, nice to haves. Um, that the Forbes um, also put out an article of the top 10 things employee benefits are looking at in the time of a recession. So we just came out of a pandemic, now we're in a recession. So our mental stresses and well-being is not diminishing in any way, but mental health employee uh, uh, programs um, and well-being services are at the t- top of that. And we actually work with all the major health insurance providers. So they use us as a part of their wellness programs that they cater to their client base. Um, and so that what's been interesting is that we have helped both through the pandemic, but even post-pandemic, bring teams together, um, whether they're fully remote, whether they're fully hybrid, whether they're back in the office. Um, It also um, is a way to create new conversation within that organization as well. With our outdoor gardens, we see these groups organically meet weeks and months later to do harvesting um, and and share recipes, and it creates a different type of culture. And Culture has evolved over the last two years, and culture is being redefined again, um, even post-pandemic. And this has been a way that's been at the forefront of it. It is very easily accessible. Um, it is something that actually everyone wants to grow plants, whether that's indoors or herds and veggies. When, pe- when we do virtual workshops and we do these coast to coast for hundreds of people at a time, um, the sign-up rate is it's like a concert. It's, it, people register in, in you know, a very quick period of time um, and they're excited about it. And then they turn up to these virtual workshops and they're engaged. Um, And then afterwards, the conversations and photos that get shared. And so you are creating um, a different type of culture and you're creating engagement, whereas before people might sign up for stuff but not turn up. They might turn up and not have their cameras on. They might not have a conversation. You're creating this buzz and energy. And what this is doing is is showing that HR leaders, chief people officers, um, head of wellness benefits within organizations are starting to... Are becoming even more strategically important um, as we come through the pandemic and to the other side, because if we don't care for the well-being of our employees, they're going to burn out and that, then that's going to not be a positive uh, for the company and you know it's going to affect you know everybody in the broader scheme of things as well we talk about burnout employees are going to burn out their planet. And a lot of companies focus on the well-being of the planet, but then they forget about the well-being of their employees. And this is a great way to show that you care um, and show that you can be engaged in this as well. And you don't need to do a virtual workshop to build the gardens, but they've just been, a, even now, three years after virtual workshops became a thing, they, uh, they are more popular than ever if you are successful in driving engagement during that workshop. Um, and what's great is different, uh, different seasons um, based on your location, um, different gardens match to, your, to you so you can enjoy different gardens. We have companies do uh, programming with us each quarter, sometimes outdoor gardens, sometimes indoor gardens. Uh, and it is usually at the top of a lot of HR leaders um, list of things to kind of lock in for the following year. And so it's been, a fun, it's been fun to be part of uh, helping people get through the pandemic in what way we can helping companies uh, evolve their culture and their team uh, integration. Um, and then also afterwards um, being part of their improved mental and physical and social well-being.
0: And one of the words you kept on saying over and over again was engagement. So, you know, you have the 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 wellness components that we've already been discussing in terms of the mental, physical, emotional wellness uh, and well-being of, of your people. Uh, but also just from the standpoint of this, when you're in a in an online a remote or hybrid kind of a work environment and you're trying to connect with yep. people uh through space right uh to be able to have a way to connect people in an engaging way is really important and so your primary goal may even just be you know i just want people to like show up, pay attention, and be part of the process of whatever this meeting is we're going to have. And so part of that is let's add in some new interesting, engaging kind of component or element to get people energized and, and participative. And I think this is this is great for that purpose as well. Um, yeah, you just get the, people just, really excited.
1: Yeah. Just to touch on that, you know, the Wall Street Journal just put out an article. That uh, employers are looking at those first 90 days of onboarding, um, and they and they know they have seen that, that it is absolutely critical for long-term retention, so that they're not constantly trying to fill roles, and if they can. Win in those ninety days, they keep that employee uh, for a year plus, which means that they can focus on the next, um, you know, recruitment piece. And so, if you can drive uh, engagement and connections through that time, so I'm just not at the other side of a laptop and never really get to meet my my colleagues or people in uh, my peers or my seniors, um, then you're probably going to not have that affinity to stick around, that loyalty, and so you might just move on to the next thing, the next thing. But if we can create those onboarding experiences and we talk a lot about with our kids onboarding the plants uh, but it is the same as onboarding employees you want to make sure they've got a solid foundation they've got a they've got the perfect home match to them um, they have the right nutrients the right care you know and the regular checkings uh, as well throughout their growing journey uh, and that's the same for new employees whether they're they're you know, straight out of university or their more senior executives getting to know their teams. We work a lot with law firms and their summer associate programs. Um, even though they're back in person, they see this as a great way um, virtually to, to, to do as an activity. And what we've also seen uh, with our workshops um, is it engages the family unit. So we always say, open the doors that kids, the pets, the partners are in. You know, we, we work a lot with companies that, that actively send multiple kits to somebody's house so that their partner or their kids can get involved. And you don't get that when you do work events uh, in the office. It is literally, you get to know the employees, which is great. But when you get to know the family unit and you start to build connective tissue there, you, that becomes part of your ecosystem, your personal ecosystem. And that helps with increased retention. But also, you know, if people know you a little better, um, that increases that affinity with that organization as well.
0: Yeah, and, and part of it perhaps is a life stage thing. But when we talk about wellness and, and the holistic wellness of individuals, uh, so much of that is that social support component mm-hmm. uh, that we need. And we we know there's lots of research that talks about the, the importance of having colleagues who you trust, who you can confide in, who you even feel uh, you, you would even consider as friends at work. Um, and, and we know people stay largely due to relationships that they have at work, or they leave largely due to bad relationships that they yeah. have at work. And so that social component is huge and that's hard to do when you're fully remote. And so finding ways to get people to connect um, socially uh, through something like this, I think is fantastic. And as I was starting my thought, I was thinking about my family. So this is a life stage thing. But I'm, you know, I'm I'm in my mid forties. Uh, I'm married. I have children. And I'm past the stage of, you know, I, I want good collegial relationships with people at work. I want even people who I w- would consider to be friends at work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm past the stage of of having the time to. Socialize, say, go get a drink out after working hours with people, right? Um, because I w- I want to go home with my wife and kids, uh, and and but for younger people, maybe that's what derives a lot of value for them in those social relationships at work. Maybe different life stage, you have different needs, and so when you when you start to bring in um, this kind of a component where you can engage the entire family, then you start to meet. People where they're at at a particular life stage, and not just assuming that everyone has the same needs, um, and that you know what may have worked you know for a certain segment of your workforce um, at one point in their life is going to continue to work. Uh, I know I personally. I'm thinking now primarily pre-pandemic because things have become much more flexible during the pandemic and where we're at today, but pre-pandemic, I, I just remember in the last decade so many times that there, were some, there was some sort of a work event that I would love to participate in, but it was not family inclusive. And so mm-hmm. I would have to make the decision, is this one I feel like maybe it's a plus one so I can take my spouse? with me, we'll have a great date night. That's wonderful. Is that something we can do? Find a babysitter to take care of the kids versus you know balancing that with other times, no, really, I would love to do this if I can bring my family with me. And sometimes the organization would be accommodating to that, other times they wouldn't be. And so you know, again, I I just think the flexibility of this kind of an approach and engaging people where they're at, I think is tremendous. Again, the holistic wellness of individuals you know, getting your hands dirty, working in the earth, uh, that has mental psychological benefits. The social component of gardening of course has huge benefits. Uh, the physical components that I love the holistic nature of this yeah. and, and, and whether we're, t- whether we're talking about gardening or if we can think creatively about other types of holistic approaches to wellness, I think, you know, that's what we need more of in organizations so that we can have healthy people doing meaningful work that contributes to the bottom line of the company, but also helps fi- helps the individual find meaning and fulfillment.
1: Exactly. exactly. And I think, you know, we talk a lot about seasonal eating and food as medicine here as part of uh, our workshops and as part of the communication that goes out supporting the garden. It's worth noting when you garden with us, we have a whole support system and email communication that goes around your particular garden. So it's fun recipes because we want you to use it. Um, and uh, fun ways to incorporate wellness into your, uh, into your day, into your week, and so on. But we do talk a lot about um, exploring seasonal eating. So you're not just eating the same eight, 10 meals over a two-week period and a couple of takeaways in between that, but you want to think about, well, basil is a summer herb, so I'm going to incorporate that into my diet during the summer, and I'm going to incorporate something else, leafy greens, maybe more into the, the fall, which grow better in that. And so it kind of challenges you to change it up, but then as a family unit, it challenges you to, to explore um, ways to bring each other together. If you if you are ones that, that tend not to eat together or cook together, gardening is a fun way to engage those the younger uh, members of the family and bring it into the kitchen as well so that it can help affect at home and at work as well. And, you know, as we see more and more companies doing hybrid, um, we are seeing more office plants um, enter the workplace. And I think that's some of the things that happened during the pandemic that, people loved you know in air quotes um, that is bring being taken into the office that you do need more plants in the office um, there's a lot of research and uh, that shows that hospitals are um, having larger windows because having visibility into, you know, the world and nature is better for your, your well being And so bringing plants into the office space is absolutely key. You want easy to care for plants because um, there's nothing worse than dead plants uh, in the office. And so that's, we strategically think about, well, what are easy to care for plants? So if you are hybrid, if you're only in a couple of days a week, they, they'll be totally fine in between that. But also you can just take them home as well. Um, so they're very portable and easy to do as well. But also, uh, you know, going, going back to, to the the conversation of, work events historically with a much more distributed workforce where there's a probably, probably, and I think Yelp just kind of did did a um, a commentary around how they're gonna just go 100% remote. They're getting rid of all of their physical um, office space. So you're not even gonna have people in the same city, state um, or even region of the US. So how do you bring them together? How do you create the connective tissue? We're working with companies who, when they acquire companies and there's a lot of tension there, I've been both sides of that during my career, um, how do you bring those teams together? Um, and so gardening workshops are a great way to kind of grow it together. It's a great way for the senior executives to, to share their thoughts at the start of these workshops. Um, but they're also great gifts. We work with some of the big consulting firms and they don't do workshops cause they're so busy but they send out these gifts. We have a superhero garden um, that they sent, they love sending out. And so it, there are different ways in which you can bring the gift of gardening and the engagement from gardening to teams doesn't have to be a virtual workshop, but they're just a great way to do it. But the experience of gardening is the most important thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love it. Doug, this has just been a fascinating conversation. Uh, I know at the time, I'm going to have to let you go here in a few more minutes. Um, But before we wrap up for today, I just wanted to give you a chance to share with listeners how they can get connected with you, find out more about your work, find out more about the team, how they can get in contact and and get the process started to utilize this in their own businesses. And then give us the final word on the topic for today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So gardenuity.com is the best place to kind of discover gardenuity. Um, you, there's a corporate page where you can find out more about specifically what we do in that space, but you can explore all the gardens. I absolutely recommend checking out Instagram and uh, gardenuity on there. We're at gardenuity. We do regular Instagram lives. That's our version of our podcast where we talk with um, wellness uh Mixologists, chefs, um, ways to utilize the garden as well, and I'm also more than happy for anyone to reach out directly to me. I'm Doug at Gardenuity.com, um, and you, I manage all of our uh, corporate relationships as well. And I think the the thing that I want to leave you with is that there are numerous wellness and well-being benefits that come from the act of gardening. And HR leaders, wellness benefit uh, uh, leaders within organisations are being tasked with how do we address mental health challenges within our workplace. How do we evolve our culture in constantly changing times? And gardening has been proven through the work that we've done, but also um, through research, third-party research, to bring people together in more social ways uh, that help positively impact their mental and physical well-being as well.
0: I love it. Thank you, Doug. It has just been a pleasure. I encourage listeners to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Doug and his team can do for you and your workplace wellness initiatives. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.